Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Welcome back to the screening. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, and I am joined today by two of my good friends, Matthew Collingsworth. Howdy. And Isaiah Ransky. Hello. Well, guys, we're back. We're out of, regrettably, shedding some tears. We're out of the uh, original movies of Star Wars, and here we are at the sequels. So, moment of silence. Let's continue. (laughs) So, real fast. I want to ask you guys, I'm sure we all have some kind of story. I know Isaiah's a funny story about our first experience with this movie. So, take turns, Isaiah, you want to go first? Talking about, like, our the first time we saw this movie. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, basically, what happened is, well, I went to go watch it, uh, like, the midnight showing for, like, the first showing Which or whatever. I was so jealous, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening until my dad woke me up at, like, 11.30. Tell him what he said. Tell him what he said. I don't remember exactly what he said. Didn't he, didn't he say, like, Princess Leia has a secret mission for us? Oh, and something goes, like that. Oh, yeah, I remember him saying that to you. I remember you yeah. told us that. Uh, So, yeah, he said something like that. I don't really remember. I was kind of, like, Yeah, yeah, he was like, he was like, Princess Leia has a secret mission for us. Yeah. Rey is a princess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he said something like that. Uh, told me to get in the car, and yeah, so he took me to the movie, and I was still asleep till the movie started up and was like really loud and made me jump out of my seat. Yeah, awesome. That reminds me of my story. So basically, one day Cooper was like, "Hey Matt, in email form, do you want to come to my birthday party and watch Star Wars and stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then guess what? Before that happened. My dad was like, hey, Matt, in non-email form, do you want to go with our family to watch Star Wars? I remember going to a restaurant called uh, Chips, and it was like a Mexican oh, yeah, food like place chips. close to the theater where we were going in Plano. Um, moseyed on down there. As I was walking in, I was like, all the guys that have already seen it, including but not limited to Isaiah, have told me how bad this intro music is, and it's just going to blast my head off. And... Yeah. So I braced myself and I braced myself, and it was pretty anticlimactic. It wasn't even that loud. Well, so I think me and Isaiah both saw it at Studio Movie Grill, and they had yep. the volume turned up way for that part for some reason. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. was, I, I saw it, and I did see it three times in theaters. <laughs> and so I went to another theater that was not Studio wow. Movie Grill for one of them, and yeah, I did not play the music very loud. I so. see. I went to Cinemark in uh, Plano, the one with reclining chairs. Yeah, those are good. Nice. So Cooper, what about you? Well, oh, I, I can guess. Maybe he like went to see it uh, three different times or something, <laughs> and he went to Studio Movie Grill twice, and then different time, 
He did. I think I saw like four times in theater. So just like did I? What? I don't remember doing. I only remember seeing it uh, midnight showing, and then with you on your birthday. He saw. I just remember seeing it twice. I remember seeing it at home after we bought it. Yeah, I watched it again at Isaiah's house after. That's a funny story. So I'll I'll tell my story. Anyway, the day was December the twenty first. That was a Sunday, and it was after church. And my dad was like, "Yo, Coop, let's go grab some grub." And so Yo, I hope he didn't. We were say playing. That. Actually, I remember, <laughs> I remember we were playing a game of Star Wars chess. Like it was chess, but with like Star Wars characters. Yeah, I used to have. Oh, those. I remember that thing. Anyway, I gave it to Tanner. <laughs> anyway, we left. We went to go, and then all of a sudden, I noticed that Dad is filming, and I notice that we enter the parking lot of Studio Movie Grill, and then I start crying. <laughs> um, I don't know if I cried. Maybe I did. But anyway, we get there. I'll and it. This was around the time where a lot of movie theaters were like actually going to reserve seats, and so Dad didn't know that, though. And so we got there like 45 minutes early and had to wait to get in to the movie theater. But anyway, hey, Grandpa showed up, met us Kobe. there. Yeah, yeah, And then we went in the theater... And we saw Star Wars, and everybody clapped when Han Solo showed up, and oh, yeah. he was standing ovation when the movie was done. Even though that and... was the like only part on the preview that you knew what was happening. Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, we went home, and then I already decided to make my birthday party like going to see that. So anyway, everybody came. I saw it then. I saw it some other time with my grandma. And then May the 4th, my sister had actually gotten sick the day before my birthday. She She didn't get to go see it in theaters. And so we bought it for May the 4th. And then I turned the volume way up when the opening <laughs> music happens, and it scared her to death. So that's my story. Nice. Anyway, now it's time for a random fact. Random wow. fact is, of course, the new segment where we each say a random fact about the movie. Which makes it, obviously, not random. Pretty relevant. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, okay. I say you need to go first. All right. So one of my random facts. Uh, the symbols of the, on the flags hanging outside of Maz's can, or Maz Cantina's castle include Boba Fett's uh, Mythosaurus skull, Zero the Hutt's Black Sun tattoo, and Hondo Okanao's, I don't know, I don't know if I pronounced that right, pirate symbol. There's also a symbol for the 501st Legion on one of the flags. The 501st is an international fan-based organization dedicated to the construction and wearing of screen-accurate replicas of stormtroopers, ar- stormtrooper armor, uh, Sith lords, clone troopers, bounty hunters, and other villains from the Star Wars universe. The 501st Legion also refers to an in-canon uh, Clone War regiment that gained the name Vader's Fist, as they were utilized by Darth Vader when he turned on the Jedi Order during the first years of the Empire. And that's a fact. Pretty cool. Yeah. Extra special fun fact, I'm part of the 101st... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right, guys, so back to Force Awakens. So basically, to summarize... Wait, we're not going to read all the other fun facts? No, we're, we're going to do it randomly on. throughout it. Oh, that's why they're random. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, we can all summarize sequels as Force Awakens comes out. It's a smash at the box office. It's like 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So everybody loves it. It grosses $2 billion. Then The Last Jedi comes out. Yeah, they paid, first, they, they paid back what they bought Lucasfilm for. Basically, yeah. And then, basically, then, Ryan Johnson comes in, directs Last Jedi. It comes out. Everybody's like, yay, we love this. And then within, I don't know how long it took, maybe the next six months or so, 
Everybody's like, this is the worst Star Wars movie to ever have been made. Including us. And then... I still I still think 2 is worse. Well, it, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But anyway, J.J. comes and is directing 9 again. And everybody's like, okay, he's going to turn it around. It's going to be good. And if he doesn't, we can just blame Ryan Johnson. Yeah. So Force Awakens comes out. It gets a 55% at Rotten Tomatoes. It The Joker, the R-rated Joker movie, grosses more than it. It's kind of a mixed hit. People kind of like it. People don't like it. It's kind of something like that. And then everybody looks back on the sequels as Disney's power-hungry, money-grab Star Wars movies. So, do you guys hold to this? What are your general thoughts on the sequels? Is it a power grab? Is it what? What is it? Uh, I think that Seven's like started off really strong. Obviously, they made a ton of money off of it. Everybody liked it. I don't really know why. I think their original goal, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was to have three different directors for the three movies in the trilogy. Yeah, it was. A director had to step down, and J.J. Abrams took its spot in episode nine. Yeah. Because he, he saw what ha- was happening to, what's his name, Ryan Johnson. He was like, I'm not going to take that hate. Yeah. I so, mean, like, if you watch, uh, we'll talk about it when you do a, what is it, Rise of Skywalker um, but like, if you notice how many things that they rip, like they just tear into J.J. Abrams, like it's obnoxious. How how many things they what? How many times they like directly contradict J.J. or Ryan Johnson or like slap him in the face? It's yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny. I actually like him for that because like <laughs> nobody, no, don't you? Because like nobody liked eight, and then J.J. Abrams is like, you should just let me do it, bro. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. But. Um, I thought, so yeah, speaking like in general for all of them, I liked seven, eight was like really disappointing because like you had all these new questions and stuff that weren't answered from seven and they really did a good job of coming off of a world that we already thought had like, had no more stories to it that we thought it had all been resolved. They came right. off of it good, strong in seven, and then eight just didn't answer any questions. All it did was add even more questions, and, and like slap the like, face of other questions. Yeah, yeah, just like mm-hmm. kind of ruin stuff, and it didn't contribute like anything to like I don't know the story of Star Wars. It was like all this weird side stuff and a bunch of like force abilities you'd never seen before, like being able to they use the force to like FaceTime like, and cool. stuff like that, and. Yeah, it was so weird. Did you just say force FaceTime? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. Ray and uh, Kylo Ren are just FaceTiming all the time. Yeah, it's, like, really weird and obnoxious. Yeah, and then they can, like, touch through the FaceTime. <sighs> yeah. Weird. It's super weird. And then... What's your thoughts? Oh, sorry, Matthew, you done? Yeah, and then I was, like, I think J.J. Abrams did the best job he probably could have with 9. I don't know how I would have done it differently, but there was a lot of stuff I did like about it. Yeah. I just didn't like that, like, 8 had kind of separated it all and ruined it just because of that one. And Rose, oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her and Jar Jar Binks both. Like, I don't, <laughs> yes. I don't know which one's, I don't know which is worse. Jar Jar Binks is more annoying, but she's also the lesser of the annoying. two evils. Yeah. Which of their Which own is own. neither. <laughs> Alright, is that your thoughts? Uh so basically I don't know, I really I mean now I don't as much, but I really like seven whenever I watched it. I still like it now. 
but yeah. not really that like because of eight it kind of ruined it for me a little mm-hmm. um i don't really know like to answer i mean i think this what your question was about if it was like a power grab or something like that yeah i don't really know about that like i think that they made it well for money obviously uh and then also just probably to continue the story because they left it open where you could continue it if you wanted to but also for money because yeah. it was a huge like uh movie series about the that. question so disney bought lucasfilm for four billion dollars force awakens made two billion dollars no, no, no. i thought they bought it for two billion no i thought it was two in Matthew's still correct because in merchandise sales, they definitely surpassed that. Oh, hold on. I'm fact-checking you real quick. But yeah, that's what I was saying. They paid it back on the first one yeah. with merchandise and yeah. everything like that. Um. Anyway, so I forgot. I was going to say this. To summarize the sequels in three sentences, Force Awakens provided some interesting questions and a fine setup. Ryan Johnson said, I hate all those questions. J.J. Abrams said, hey, there were some still interesting questions, some lay answers, right? That's basically what the sequels were. But yeah. to dive deeper into Force Awakens. Force Awakens' goal, to get more specific, was, like I said, to set up main characters, set up the plot for the new sequel. It was also to give you nostalgia for the old films while also introducing you to these new characters that you were supposed to kind of like, I guess. In that sense, did it succeed? Uh, I, I thought it was more like new stuff than nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, it was I like thought it was more best, like oh boy. best graphics, best camera quality ever in Star Wars. Like you could see, I just remember the first scene with like Poe Dameron and BB-8 on that, like when the stormtroopers come in and uh, and uh, Kylo Ren and they're like lighting the whole place on fire, the whole little campsite. Yeah, and I don't, I don't remember if that's exactly the first scene. I think it is. It yeah, is, I think yeah. it is. Um, and yeah, it was just like the quality of the image was just so good. And then I remember like new force abilities right away. He uses the force to stop a bullet in midair. It's just sitting there and he has a cool new lightsaber that you'd kind of seen the prequels. You were like, what is this though? Yeah. There was a lot of new stuff right away. Uh, new X-Wings, new droid, new characters, obviously that other like old guy never did anything. (laughs) Lower (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I watched this, I thought it was just, like, them setting up a story. Not, like, the nostalgia or anything like that. Or, like, for the yeah, feeling the, of that. I actually saw more nostalgia in 9 than I saw in Yeah, well, he was obviously trying to do that. Like, he was trying. Yeah. We can talk yeah. about whether he succeeded later. Um, So, this is my hot take. Um, I think J.J. Abrams was the right guy to direct Force Awakens. But he was the wrong guy to direct Rise of Skywalker. Okay? Here's why. So... I've seen only one other, I guess, besides Rise of Skywalker, only one other J.J. Abrams movie, um, and that's Super 8, which is like a kind of thriller, horror-ish movie, and he's, it's really good in like the first, like the first half, the first two-thirds of the movie, because he's setting up the movie, he's playing some tension with what is this monster, what is it that, and then the last, the last act is just, it's not that great, it's just like there's no interesting really answers, it's kind of a lame mystery anyway it's not that great so what i think is jd abrams is good at setting up things but not as good at paying them off and so i haven't seen have you guys seen any of the lost tv series that he directed the what the lost lost it's like really big on netflix and stuff 
Nope. Like Lost. It's kind of like never anyway, heard of it. From what I've heard, the first couple seasons are really good, and the last couple are really bad, just because there's supposed to be interesting questions. Anyway, so basically, this is just kind of a like re almost almost the same template as a New Hope. I mean, would you say that? Kind of, yeah. Almost uh, almost similar, what'd you say? Basically, they were kind of going off the same template as A New Hope. Basically. Like, yeah, a person on a desert planet. They, yeah, I mean, Han Solo's kind of the Obi-Wan character in this case. They destroy a Death Star again. <laughs> then the uh, the mentor has to die. And then the, you know. And then they're, at the end of it, well, this is more like five, but they're seeking another mentor who's supposed to be a more powerful Jedi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Let's go right, right here. Let's go ahead and see if we can name some of the similarities. Okay. I think we so just we have, did. I think we yeah okay. just did. Okay. So we have Star Killer Base. <laughs> Stay with me here. A desert planet. Whatever. You guys are right. <laughs> did this movie take any risks at all in terms of trying to shock the audience or the main character trying to make was a new? woman and not a man? Ooh. Ooh. So, that's true. So what do we think about that, guys? When you first saw it, were you like, oh, it's not a boy? How can I relate to Star Wars anymore? Or were you still like, meh? Honestly, I didn't really pay attention to I that. I was like, all the best characters are still dudes, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No offense, Ray, but... So... We have basically a new trio of characters. So before we had Han, Leia, Luke, and now we have Finn, Ray, and Poe. Yeah. Are these characters as good as the original? Actually, trio? they're a little bit different. Poe is more like the Han Solo guy, obviously. No, Poe is more. Poe is more the Han Solo guy. Yeah. But he's mm-hmm. also not as like involved as Han Solo was. He's like a little no, bit of his own. Because well, that's another thing. The last shot, I, last shot, I ruined Poe Dameron. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, because he, he was like how the many first scene he drops like two cuss words and... well and also the fact that he's like <laughs> dehumanized demasculated yeah like laura dern like purple hair like, lady mm-hmm. him yeah purple hair lady oh i did not like her at all no. i was like why like she's never been in any movie not even the character the character's never been in any movie and all of a sudden she's second in command like yeah the first the vice admiral like, holdo no no I've never heard That's of her. the. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hated that. <laughs> it's the vice admiral. <laughs> but yes, yeah, they're, so- they're always talking about how small the rebellion is. They only got like a couple hundred people. Like we would have seen her. Why did she do. Yeah. If she's such a great vice admiral, why would she do nothing in the other one? Yeah. Before we continue, mm-hmm. guys, it's time for another random fact. I am up this time. Okay. So, you guys, have you guys seen like images like the big table read that they had? With all of the cast and then the director mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You guys seen photos of that? Well, so apparently a lot, of, some of the people who participated in that did not know if they were going to be part of the film. Like they didn't know they were going to be part of that read literally like hours before. Really? Whoa. Yeah. So Donald Gleason, who plays General Hux, found out that he was going to be playing Hux in just like a day after he auditioned, and it was one day before the table read. Then Oscar Isaac, who plays Poe literally found it only a couple hours before so he was like sitting in a hotel room and they were either going to call him and say hey you got the part you got the part there's a limo downstairs he's going to take it to the table read or he's going to say or they were going to say hey you didn't get the part we'll pay you for a ticket to get you back to the states like that's literally how close it was (laughs) 
Which is wow. pretty cool. Why? Did they do it on purpose? No, I think it was just like they were supposed to be like so secretive that they were trying to do everything like. Yeah, that's a minute. problem with movies these days. People try to spoil them. And whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, back to the discussion we're having about like the new characters. I honestly think that, in a sense, he succeeded in setting them up. And I really, like, I mean, I hate to, not really hate. I don't hate to beat it, but like Last Jedi really did ruin it. Like you, Ray was a very sympathetic main character. I think you could empathize with her. She's kind of a Mary Sue. We'll talk about later, but like also she has a really great like film theme too, which make like John Williams. Honestly, one of his best scores I think is Force Awakens. Deny it, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they had uh, Ray's theme and then the March. What was it called? March of the Resistance. Yeah, that's some of those best movies. And Poe is, I think he's a great Han Solo character in the beginning. By the way, his character is supposed to die, but he didn't die. Um, <laughs> and then he comes back. He's like a great fighter pilot, everything like that. It's really fun. And then Finn is just like the really kind of, you know, awkward, kind of trying to, you know, kind of get this girl, I guess you could say. And yeah. then also he's a defective <sighs> stormtrooper, which is cool. I, I, yeah, I actually liked him in the first one a lot more than any of either of the other ones. In the last one, though, that one part when they're, like, falling into the sinking sand stuff, he's like, Ray, yeah. I have to tell you something. Never right. says it. Like, yeah. and then she just goes and, like, is smooching with Kylo Ren. Like, what? And then he dies, <laughs> and then so it's like, what? Yeah, just what? <laughs> ben doesn't die. No, Kylo Ren, like, right after. Oh, right, right, sorry. They yes. make out, and then he dies. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I hate Ryan Johnson. I mean, like, with 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 Finn, he puts him with he puts her with Rose, and that's always. Uh, like, and then and then he yeah, and Poe then, Dameron yeah, gets yeah. like slapped in the face, and and then Ray's I guess still there, but like it's not like she gets like Luke Skywalker's you know drinking green mm-hmm. milk and slapping her with palm branches and being a brat and stuff like that. So, boo. So. <laughs> Kylo Ren, the person who sold a million Halloween costumes, but <laughs> is he a good new Darth Vader? That's the question. Is he either as iconic or as good of a villain as Darth Vader was? Mm, no, neither. Why or why not? Um, why not in this case? Okay, first of all, he's not. He's not as iconic because Darth Vader is literally the original and he's like yeah. basically the same, like just a guy in a dark suit with a mask minus the breathing, but with a red lightsaber, like he's just like the same person with slight little changes. Yeah. And then, uh, what was the other one? Is he as good? Uh, no, he, d- cause he doesn't have like the, the backstory for him. Honestly, kind of lame. Yeah. Like, it it was like, okay, for for Vader, like it. Not that the prequels were awesome, but like he had a lot of like depth to the story. No, Revenge of the Sith had a he had a good backstory for yeah, yeah. and like like mm-hmm. the whole time in the prequels, you see like his struggles and stuff, and that's why he turned to the dark side was because like you knew the things that he cared about, and that's why he did it. Yeah, but for Kylo Ren, it was it was almost like they were treating it like. 
the dark side is like an addiction problem or something. And it's like <laughs> he just turned to the dark side and he he's stuck there until someone helps him out. He just needs help. And then so like Han Solo's like, I'll help you out, buddy. Like, just take my hand, like all that kind of nice fatherly stuff. And uh, then he's like, no, the addiction's too strong. I just love the dark side. But then the girl in the end, like, he cares more about the girl than he cares about the dark side. When Darth Vader, it wasn't that he cared about the dark side. He just cared about certain things like Padme. He cared about saving her. Yeah, and it was too far gone. He had no reason to change. Once he thought that that dark side was what was going to save her, then he's like, yeah, I'm going to do anything it takes to save her. Even if all my friends hate me for it, I care more about her. And, and it was I like he actually ladies. had something he cared about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, just Kylo Ren didn't really have a good backstory. It was it, All it was was, like, Luke was trying to train him, and then, like, Kylo Ren started, like, looking into the dark side a little bit or something, and then... No, wasn't it that Luke just, like, saw in him that he could potentially go to the dark side? Yeah, but so could anyone. Yeah, I know. I'll give give Ryan Johnson this. He tried to come up with a backstory. And failed. Maybe didn't succeed, but, like, he tried to come up with a convincing reason for men to turn. Yeah. And for Luke to go be a loser. Kylo will never be better than Darth Vader. Yeah, he won't. We're going to tag that. (laughs) Um, We should do another random fact now. We yeah, okay. more in like 10 minutes Me turn. Not even. J.J. Abrams always wanted General Hux to be played by a young actor. He wanted the character to have a sense of tragedy and the fact that he appears to be too young to be in charge of a murderous group added to that. It is true. <laughs> According to Abrams, the character's name was created after he noticed an old abandoned gravesite with the name Hux engraved on the stone. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Also, I just remember something. Uh, this isn't a random fact that I have, but I remember reading it when I was going through the random facts. And we talked about it a bit ago with uh, BB-8 being like a circle, or like a ball or whatever yeah. on the bottom. Well, apparently, that was the original plans for R2-D2. But oh, then really? they scrapped it, and now it's for BB-8. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Um, so, one more thing about Ray. So, another thing that I like about this movie that I think that J.J. Abrams and partly Ryan Johnson messed up was the fact that you can go back... Okay, imagine if Rey was, like, the lost child of Han and Leia or was somebody other than Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter, right? You can go back and rewatch The Force Awakens... Or Obi-Wan like, re- Kenobi's granddaughter. Right, exactly. You can, like, go back and, like, reinterpret all of the different, like, little scenes yeah, and the looks... literally anything was possible with this movie. And then they right, just... Right, that's what I said. J.J. James was good at this. And then Ryan Johnson comes in... And so what he does is he basically says, he kills Snoke, and then he goes, Kylo Ren is basically stupid, because, like, you know, gets, you know, beaten up by a forced FaceTime guy, basically, like, <laughs> and then, and then uh, General Hux is obviously, like, slammed on the floor and pasty white and whatever, and then, it basically, the only option left is to bring back Palpatine, and then, so, you have to connect that and raise that up a Yeah, why would he kill Snoke? That made no sense. Like, we didn't even know who he was. Unless you're me, yeah. of course. But, anyway. <laughs> you know, it's... Whatever. Ray's arc is... I don't think Ray's arc makes sense. But, anyway. Han and Leia, hot take losers in this movie. Or, maybe <laughs> mostly Han, okay? Like, he... he what do you mean? Well, mostly Leia. What are you talking about? Maybe it's both of them. But, like, Han... 
literally runs away from his family and goes back to being a smuggler after his son turns <laughs> giant to creatures. No, it's it's you don't watch westerns, Cooper. You don't understand. I know, but like, I'm not talking. I'm not. He, I'm not. Saying he wasn't made for the family, man. He was. He's a rambling man. <laughs> but I'm saying that doesn't mean that doesn't justify it, though. He's got a threadbare gypsy soul. Something. What I'm saying is, he come when he when he when he married Leia, and he had been he committed to being a family man, and then mm-hmm. as soon as he comes back, like I'm, I'm out. He, he got a little leave. wild streak in his heart. Uh, Matthew, you can say that, but that doesn't justify what he did. Look, you can say that Leia and Ben was his family, but I think the Millennium Falcon was his true family. Matthew, I think you watched too many John Wayne movies. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That was the vibe they were going for. I think no, that was, yeah. Yes, it was. They were trying to was justify like, back, baby. Han's death. What do you mean they tried to justify? Well, this is what happened. So Han, he let's just go let's 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 just say for the sake of argument that my theory is true, that they made Han to be like a loser. Leia likes, hey, you have to go get our son back, alright? And so he's like, alright, to redeem myself, I'll try. And then he goes, and while he's trying to redeem himself and bring his son back, he, he dies. gets killed. No, that's not what it's like. It's like this. Alright, he had some family issues, so he just left to go by, back to what he knew by himself, what he was good at. and He left his he kinda, family, exactly. Okay, calm down for a second. You you just watch a John Wayne movie for me. You'll understand. <laughs> then he so he goes back to living his life. He's doing fine. He had kind of like he he obviously like didn't forget Leia, but like he had forgotten to be in pain about her, and like he had just gotten back to the life that he loved. Then he sees her again, and like kind of uh, I don't know, falls in love with her again. But she's kind of like, like, none of this is said, actually, but this is what it's like. He's, he, like, needs forgiveness, obviously, for running away or for leaving him. And basically, she's like, I still love you. Go get our son back. And, he's and then like, he okay. dies. And then he dies trying to get the son back. And still Look, fails. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying about what, like, Han being... Is a, a uh, I'm telling you, he's not a loser. He's not a loser. Well, what I'm saying is, you can say whatever you want about him, blah, blah, blah. He left his family. And I call anybody who does that a loser. So there. I agree that he's a loser, yeah. But I also agree with Matthew that he loves smuggling. I'm, no, I'm not disagreeing like with blood. Matthew. I'm just saying that doesn't justify why he left. And stuff like that. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. No, okay. You're, saying, you're saying he's a loser because he left? I don't. Yes. I don't know that "loser" is the word you're looking for. <laughs> Supply me with a better word then. Uh, how about wimp? Deserter. Leaver. Deserter, you mean? Sure, like deserter. Yeah, deserter, sure. Deserter, yeah. That's not. That. I mean, it's different than a loser, though. No, a loser no. is like Rose, the character Rose. Okay, like that's well, just a loser. That. Like that's just like like lame. Well, I don't think the character Han is a loser. I'm just saying that in Han in this movie is how like, they make him, like how they stupid. show him in the movie. Yeah. So, um, some good things about this movie. I, the visual effects were stellar. I mean, you, when you have a budget of like 250 million dollars, whatever. But also, <laughs> one thing I noticed about this movie in particular, the sound design is insane. Just like the the sound that you hear like when the X-wing is rushing along, or when Kylo Ren's lightsaber is up close, or 
you know, just things like that. Like, that's really, really cool. The sound design's awesome. And then, obviously, John Williams is a stud. So, yeah. any final thoughts on Force Awakens for one more final fact, or fun fact, and then uh, donor shoutouts? All right. You ready for the best fun fact? All right, go ahead. As it hit us with it. The Millennium Falcon chess game that Finn accidentally triggers picks up right where the chess game between R2-D2 and Chewie left off in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. I'm sorry to beat you. That is not the best fun fact. The best fun fact is, do you want to know someone that is on the cast for this movie that you probably didn't know? Daniel Craig? No, John Wayne. Me? John Wayne is on the what? <laughs> yep. Isn't he dead? Mm. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, me and Tanner found this one time. Uh... Actually, actually, I think it was on one of the other stars. Matthew John Wayne died in 1979. I know, I know, I know. It was, it was, it was a different Star Wars movie. Okay, okay, I was wrong. Sure. I was wrong. I was wrong. So mine is the best. Hold on. Yeah, fine. Yours is the best for this one. I know Our we John saw that. It, it was when we were recording another one. Um, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find out which one it was. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, me and Isaiah do donor shoutouts. So Isaiah, what would someone do if they want a donor shoutout? They'd have to go to Yeah, Patreon. it was a new hope. Um, it was a new hope. Bruh. Okay, thanks, Matthew. Gosh. Do you want to know what okay. he played? He played that weird guy with, like, the long nose, like the spy guy that follows them around when they're... Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Isaiah, I'm sorry. You were interrupted. What would someone <laughs> do? What would someone do if they wanted to donor shout-out? They'd have to go to patreon.com forward slash the screening and donate to any of our tiers that are $5 and above. That's correct. Bingo. All right, guys. I'm going to say the donor, and then you guys say, um, let me think, which Death Star and Starkiller base do you think that they would live on? All right. <laughs> so, Isaiah, your parents, Mike and Laura. Well, Starkiller base, I mean, it's got like an actual atmosphere and all that. That's, that's true. <laughs> Matthew and Mr. Hollingsworth, your dad? Uh, I think he is a TIE fighter. Yeah, I'm Bro, talking about like which Death, Death Star number one, Death Star number two, or Starkiller Base. Which one do oh. live on? Which one do you live on? Yeah. Yes. Oh, probably Starkiller Base. Okay. Isaiah, Nolan, the Pony Killingsworth. Death Star 2. Whatever, I don't care. Matthew, Mike, and Sylvia. Um, Death Star 2. All right. And Isaiah, Lizzie. Death Star 1. Yeah. And also, guys, by the way, Something about Starkler Base, like, it's literally the same design, and yet it still has a flaw, and there's no even need for Rogue One. <laughs> it's like, there can be no Rogue One about Force Awakens. That one guy just went, there's gotta be some kind of, like, thermal <laughs> oscillator. And they, there's a thermal oscillator. There's gotta oscillator. be some kind of, like, thermal oscillator yeah, he, or like, something. he, like, moves his hands around, and you're like, what the heck, guy? Come on. <laughs> yeah, because everyone knows what a thermal oscillator yeah. is. And we're like, yeah, yeah. Look, no, if me Wait. and Cooper don't know what a thermal oscillator is, then Finn and Ray have no idea, okay? Yeah. And then, come on, guys. But, like, seriously, one guy should have said, Wait, isn't that how he destroyed the first Death Star? And I'm like, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. No, it's so stupid. No, because they're like showing pictures. This was the Death Star. Yeah. A couple like inches bigger. This is Star Killer Base. Ugh, and everybody's like, there's no They're way. like, can't we just there's destroy no it the same way? And he's like, what? Find a weakness? No, this is not the Death Star. This is Star Killer Base. <laughs> yeah, well, there's so there's got to be some kind of like thermal oscillator or something. <laughs> Me and Matthew need to post a video of us like reenacting that scene. <laughs> we have to. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah no, we should all go watch that and then yeah we should do that yes okay anyway guys thank you so much for listening like i said you want to donate shit out you want a bunch of other cool stuff go to patreon.com forward slash the screening support us for five dollars more donor shout out a lot of other stuff please leave us a five star rating and review and until next time with the roast of the last jedi this has been the screening